0: Mother. Man. Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666 mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal! What's up, Chris Shaw back.
1: Fuck yeah, feeling good today for some reason, man. That's How's it going, man. fucking Pete? Wow, you're like all like <laughs>
0: motivational speaker type shit going on over there. Hey, everybody. Like Tony Did Robbins, it? man. <laughs>
1: you gotta see it and
0: achieve it. Oh, yeah. wow. Fuck. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you're fucking pumped up. It's uh, Tuesday, so we know what we're doing. Uh, hell yeah, we're going on. That's right, man. Episode 41 this week. Past the 40 milestone last week, I thought we had a good one on the Black Dahlia murder, which is always an interesting case from the past. Lots of people uh, seem like I had some people that
1: haven't listened to the podcast, well, listened to it once or twice, but knew that we did the Black Dahlia and then also heard that we did uh, the Zodiac prior to that. And I'm oh, like, I'm nice. definitely checking those out. Those are two cases that i cool done down with. So, oh, that's yeah, awesome. Dude.
0: Yeah, we notice that a lot, like when we see the web stats on who's listening or how many listens and that sort of thing. It's always cool to see the past like episodes come back, come getting up, yeah. some plays, you know. So the like the it. Heidnik episode, one of the most popular, kind of crazy with him with the, the chicks basement. in the basement and the hole and covering them with
1: plywood. <laughs> electrocuting and them, what a dick.
0: Pretty fucked up individuals. So we've done some good ones, so it's cool, yeah, when people go back and check those out um and we also rolled out the long-awaited freddie frankfurter story (laughs) Uh, it's one of those ones you want to put on the burner and be like how do i
1: tell this because i got one yeah right self-incriminating oh that's right
0: you do have one that you've been kind (laughs) of not sure how to address so Uh. Maybe my uh, episode, or my uh, thing here will inspire you to come up with a way to do Maybe it, it where you Maybe won't get yourself in trouble. Even
1: Big Mike's been like, you just need to tell it, dude. Just
0: tell <laughs> it. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got part two tonight, which is going to be fucking hilarious. You guys, last week we kind of set the table with Freddie, but this week we really get Getting down into, into it. Shit. Yeah, it's going to be pretty funny, so... Uh, it sounds like uh, C.K.
1: might be in on the little main emphasis this week. He is, because we're going
0: to do it in the metal segment because it involves music. So we're going to do it in the metal segment. So, yeah. Our buddy C.K. will be in on the Freddie Frankfurter action this week. So it should be funny.
1: Got his mullet going
0: on up there with the he ball caps here, dude. He does. Yeah, we got <laughs> a new wig on the C.C.K. in the studio here. We got, we'll got, we post a picture of it, but he's got a mullet with a little ball cap on and throwing up the horn. So took the afro off and put the mullet wig With the cap on him instead, you know you're
1: our puppet, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Got to be careful. We could taunt CCK, but we can't like infuriate him. Yeah, I can't be doing that shit, like a volcano or something. You know, everything seems to go wrong when he gets pissed. It does. We don't need it. Uh, So we're doing one you suggested uh, this time around, dude. I was really uh, I didn't know much about him. And I yeah. did a lot of research, and I really dug it. So what are we well, doing yeah, this week, man?
1: Yeah, we're doing the DC Snipers this week. Uh, nice. I I don't know what made it run through. I think I saw something about it on TV or something. I was like, oh, I remember yeah. that shit happened because it happened the same year my son was born and oh, shit. Wow. So, like, And around that, like after it happened or whatever, we had moved down to Alabama. So it was still like kind of news down there and shit because some of the murders happened in alabama right and i was like yeah we should fucking do the dc snipers that's a fucking good story no that's
0: it was a really really good idea and i I was definitely digging and learned a lot about it um and we've got them in our crosshairs this week uh high powered rifles lots of bullets plenty of dead bodies more and, than
1: there needed to be
0: and a sniper customized blue chevy caprice so it's going to be a good story to tell oh yeah uh very fucking grim and and disturbing but you know we do it our way and and we poke some fun but obviously this is some sick shit and uh, we say that all the time and you guys know the deal uh, it's going to be a good one, a little bit different with snipers and guns. We don't typically do that. Right, uh, yeah, we yeah. mentioned the Ken McElroy <laughs> with a little gun action in that. A little but, bit. Yeah, a little bit.
1: of <laughs> That motherfucker toted a gun everywhere, and there was many guns that shot <laughs> in. Right,
0: yeah, a lot of lead flying in that one. So, uh, But this will be cool with the two of them. Um, John ja Muhammad, a, a Vietnam vet with some serious mental health issues. And his seventeen-year-old sidekick Lee Boyd Malvo, uh, and what they perpetrated on the people of Washington D.C. and beyond, and
1: beyond on the belt, lot of beltway, yeah, yeah, a beltway. lot of
0: a lot of states in Washington State, Arizona. I mean, yeah, they were all they over the Alabama, fucking place,
1: Louisiana. For
0: yeah, a it's a, we'll run through it uh, in two thousand two. Uh, so strap on your bullet belt for this one. It's going to be good. Um, We're also going to be chatting with CK, as we mentioned, from Danbury using Skype, talking about a veteran Florida metal band that paved the way for a lot of metal to follow, which is Savotage. He's... He's big into those guys. A little more mellow, old school, progressive type metal, but good There's
1: stuff. A lot of bands from Florida that they say, if it wasn't for Sabotage, yo, like, yeah, we wouldn't have done anything. Yeah,
0: I mean, even like Cannibal Corpse and 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 bands like that. So it's not just the mellower bands, like all the metal that came after them. Like right, exactly. totally, yeah, like exactly. give kudos to those dudes. So uh, that's going to be a good one um ck is definitely the guy to do it though he's always got uh the knowledge and we get a lot of compliments on him um amazing fucking intellect all kinds
1: of compliments on yeah. the ck's uh discussion on the bands in the metal
0: yeah it's awesome uh another killer cage match dude uh we increased the list of killers by five so we get 60 now and we had to add some to keep the list fresh because dude we're just ripping through them and you know
1: it's hard to keep them fresh too. Especially, right. I mean, there's plenty that we could add, like we said before, like plenty we could add. But some of them we haven't done the research, so we right. don't know what their capabilities are.
0: Yeah, and people might not. I mean, we we tend to do obscure ones, but we could do them too. Obscure it won't be fun to you know. like right. I don't even know who these people are. You know, yeah, you
1: want the people to know who they are. Right, right.
0: So it's kind of a balancing act. At some point, we're going to exhaust it, but we're going to keep it going as long as we can. Um, so thanks to listeners, Justin Morris and, uh, Holly, Joe Ziegler. Uh, thank you, Justin. And yeah. Thank
1: you, Holly. Keep it real over there in the vault <laughs>
0: <laughs> for providing the random numbers this time around and for letting us pick the killers and objects they're going to fight with. So it should be good. Uh, this time around, we got a bit of an un- unorthodox one with the Menendez brothers fighting as one.
1: Yeah, do they like do they morph together like one of them transformers, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs>
0: I don't they might, but they're just total pussies. So yeah, really little bitch boys, The dude. two of them together is like barely a fucking yeah. dude. So and then they're going against Richard Speck. Richard Speck in his heyday was and fucking brutal. He was a fucking madman. In his latter days. Uh, like, <laughs> he was a looney tune. He, he, was he was like fucking... the hoe of the cell block with the But he loved it. big old fucking like, like D titties. And...
1: I said to you earlier, it's like Ricky when he was in jail. No, jail's great, man. The dope's <laughs> right? awesome. Fucking,
0: the yeah.
1: Everybody here's cool. Fucking. Richard
0: Speck was all about it. But in his heyday, killing, when he killed those nurses in Chicago, he was fucking vicious. Oh, oh yeah
1: he was violent as fuck
0: so it should be good with those two up against him and the objects are good so you'll have to listen in the mayhem segment when we do that uh and see what happens with these guys and and fighting to the death in the cage should be good Uh, i want to thank everybody listening to the show we really appreciate it Thank Um, all you motherfuckers yeah i mean you guys are the shit um Amazing to see the small country, an Asian country, Brunei, enter the top ten countries. And like you, I, I never heard of this I'm place like, before. Man. Where the fuck is Brunei? So I googled it, and it's like this island, like on in Asia, like it's near Malaysia. It's near Malaysia, right? Um, and it's right on the edge of this South China Sea or something like that. Anyway, it's a Thank little you fucking place. guys play. out there. Fuck, yeah, yeah, but based on the way we get the stats, there's somewhere between 75 and 100 listens from Brunei in this past week. So I don't know what the fuck is going on over there, but thanks, guys.
1: Yeah, maybe Brunei has a total population of 100. <laughs> I don't know. No, there's. <laughs> I'm like, not talking shitty about you guys. I no. don't know. Thank no. you for listening. There's dude.
0: like 400,000 people in the whole country. So, right. there's not a lot of people, but um, anyway. Still, they're it's just fucking funny. blowing
1: it up out of nowhere. They're dude. killing
0: it. Yeah. So, thanks, Brunei and everybody else, because you guys are fucking awesome. Um, we've got uh, in our top countries, we've got, of course, the US, but then we've also got uh, uh, Germany, Germany, Australia, UK, uh, Sweden, Canada, Belgium, New Zealand, and Indonesia. So, pretty fucking awesome. And then uh, in the U.S., dude, who's always seems to dominate that number one spot? Motherfucking Chi-town. Chicago, man. <laughs> Chirac, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, followed by Bloomington, uh, Illinois, which is, of course, near where we are. And, and then C.K.'s hometown. You know in, like, it. CK? The Hat City capital, Danbury, oh, Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> San Jose, California. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And Spring Hill, Tennessee. There's others, too and we really appreciate it guys yeah so you guys are awesome keep listening keep
1: spreading it like in case of the clap in the park bro
0: that's right that's right so i think i hear the bushman rifle with a round in the chamber getting ready to go i see a blue caprice driving real slow drive by shit's about to go down so what do you think let's get our murder on war beast, man. Killing it. A uh, little punishment for gluttony. Pretty uh, driving fucking tune. Get you pumped up. Keep this shit rolling because we're in murder now. Yeah, so. I think
1: these guys were gluttons for
0: murder. Big time, man. They were pretty, pretty savage, man. Like I said, I didn't know a whole lot about them and uh, really dug uh, learning some things about the D.C. snipers, known in the press also as the Beltway Snipers, terrorized the washington dc area in 2002 with a bizarre spree of sniper attacks on seemingly random people yeah there
1: was no no course to who they picked out they just right. like all right see that person fucking kill him whatever yeah.
0: he uh mohammed was very uh very uh he had a very weird plan we're going to get into it because the whole randomness of it was what his you know, what he thought he would do is kill his ex wife and make her look random. Right. Eventually. Like the rest yeah. of them. And then he was going to come in and be the grieving husband and then get yeah, his, kids, get his back. kids back. That's exactly. what he thought. Yep. So, uh, but his teenage sidekick, Lee Boyd Malvo were responsible for 17 deaths and 10 wounded people over the course of 10 months. So, pretty grim, just fucking random state after state they committed it's, robberies crazy they went murders. all over
1: like the south and the east coast
0: yeah everywhere and I mean, even the
1: west coast stopped.
0: oh yeah i mean here's the list alabama arizona florida georgia louisiana texas maryland virginia and washington state i mean just fucking insane man And they had a plan but they fucked up yeah I mean, they were they were definitely caught sleeping, literally. <laughs> literally, these guys were a lethal <laughs> killing machine that was finally captured and put behind bars. But the story is an interesting one, and we'll dig into it. So I think you guys will like it. Uh, you may not know much about him, but uh, Lee Malvo originally from Jamaica, and he was abandoned by his mom. I guess his mam- his mom did this to him a lot, but then she just like walked out. And just disappeared. Left him. And so he was like a teenager, didn't know what to fucking do. Um, now, the movie that I watched, Blue Caprice, shows him trying to kill himself by drowning in a lake, and Muhammad saves him. However, an article I read said they didn't know if that had actually happened. So that right. I don't know. Well,
1: didn't uh, Muhammad help get them into the country illegally? Yeah, he did. Yeah, He
0: did, because he took him in. And uh, kind of acted like a father-like Serbian figure father, to him, yeah, you know? Yeah. And and so he wound up bringing him into the U.S. because he was a U.S. citizen. And, um, you know, Malvo referred to him as dad, like we were talking earlier, even after they were convicted, you know, still referred to him as his dad.
1: Yeah, after they got busted and yeah. shit. Yeah.
0: Muhammad was very influential on him. Um, he was 41 and, and Malvo was 17, so like i said a father type relationship that's
1: like the exact same age difference me and my son have right now nice that's That's
0: funny that's that's crazy um and his training uh military style running fucking just you know pull-ups just really aggressive uh got him into guns and shooting and taught him how to drive but like high speed driving and doing Learned like no one out of control around the curves and yeah,
1: gra- lose gravel, everything like that. Oh like yeah. To- taught him driving yes. skills.
0: Yeah. I mean, the movie shows quite a bit of that actually is kind of interesting. Um, and on February 16th, uh, 2002, the whole thing got started when Malvo, uh, shot and killed a 20 year old, 21 year old woman in the front door of her aunt's home in Tacoma, Washington. Now, Mohammed was the one that told him to do it. He basically is like, "If you love me, you'll do this."
1: It's basically like mafia, like go get your bones.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing was with her was this woman had uh, encouraged his ex-wife to file for divorce. Oh, that was who that was. Yeah. So when he went to the house, the 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 niece answered the door, not the woman. Yeah, he shot shot her right in the fucking face, killed her. And was just and even though he got the wrong guy, Mohammed was still like, Fuck yeah. Yeah, you you're one of she All right, got the go. message. You know, she got the message, and he was encouraged to keep doing this shit with Malvo. So definitely a fucked up plan here. Pretty uh, pretty grim, uh, gruesome fucking shit going down.
1: I still think that's fucking fucked up the way he was thinking though, dude. This is the lady that helped convince your wife to get a divorce, and all right. of a sudden you're going to go shoot her. Right. Probably not the best course of action.
0: Yeah, and probably a good idea because <laughs> you're definitely going to be a suspect. Um, a month later, while he's visiting his sister in Arizona, Muhammad shot and killed a man on a golf course from a distance using a sniper-style rifle. So he's definitely into that long-distance shooting. I'm not sure what he did in Nam but uh, I'm sure you know I'm assuming that some of this came from He got some his kind of shooting there. skills for sure. Yeah.
1: But like the guy was like wasn't he the guy at the golf course he was like visiting his sister, right? I think so, yeah. And his sister like had something to do with his ex-wife, not
0: the divorce thing, but I'm pretty sure if I remember right. Yeah, that I'm not sure about. Um But uh, in August, a man changing his tire in a Louisiana parking lot was shot in the neck by Malvo, and it said he played dead as he's got his wallet stolen. Could you imagine, dude?
1: Just got shot in the neck. You got to lay there like you're dead. What kind of pain are you in while this guy's rifling through your fucking pockets? Right. That's I give that
0: guy props, dude. Big time. Uh, He was treated at a hospital and released in an hour, it said. (laughs) I'm like, God damn. Yeah. Wow, it's like, goddamn must Wolverine not have had shit. insurance or something. <laughs> like, nah, like, we can't. Just go. No. Yeah, just put some duct tape on and get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's send that's him to Shawback's house. Send him to <laughs> Shawback's <house. laughs> so I'll just
1: pour some whiskey on it, stuff it with gauze, wrap it with
0: duct tape, be all good. <laughs> so pretty hardcore for a dude with a bullet, went into his neck and out his back, it said. Yeah. It fuck. You're out of the hospital in an, an hour. hour. You're a fucking boy. Yeah, right I'm there. impressed they even got him in the fucking exam room in a fucking hour <laughs> go to the hospital That's, around here you're there all fucking day uh, man you know take That's you an hour just to get awful there. yeah in september they shot the owner of an italian restaurant in maryland six times at close range only a couple weeks later they shot and killed a guy in the head with a 22 uh pistol in atlanta who was closing up a liquor store 19 hours later, they shot and killed the female owner of a liquor store in the chest during a robbery, and a coworker of hers was shot but survived. I think so, she was shot in the neck, too. She might have been, yeah. I think she was. Um, and there was evidence found at the scene that eventually led to the police tying this crime and others like it to the Beltway shooting. So it wasn't obvious at first, because it was seemingly very random, but uh, eventually, they, they figured it all out. That uh, was like a Ziploc bag with uh, DNA in it or something like that. Right, right. Um, now, the uh, uh, one day later, a uh, man was shot and killed randomly in Baton Rouge with a Bushmaster rifle. And this was the one they seemed to really like. Uh, the crime scene was later uh, linked also to the DC sniper. So the Bushmaster, I did some research when i was getting some of that audio is basically shoots the 556 just like an m16 or an ar-15 um looks pretty wicked though i've never shot one myself but they look pretty badass freaking sweet gun yeah um so these murders were kind of like a warm-up to the sniper killings that they're actually known for so there was 10 beltway uh killings and seven prior Prior to to the ones that just that's the ones we were just yeah so i mean they killed killed a lot of people and covered a lot of ground you
1: said that this is just warm-up killings before we get
0: to the real shit right yeah and that's
1: like pretty much what they were doing big time like testing shit out see what happens
0: right um and these these killings these seven were brutal and you know many of them up close and personal you know those are the worst i mean The sniper shootings, you know, it's one thing to shoot somebody from a distance, but when you're like two feet away from them. Look
1: at them dead in the fucking eye. That's
0: pretty fucked up. Yeah. You know, that definitely takes a whole different level of fucking sickness to do some shit like that. Um, October 2nd, 2002, when the killings escalated and began in the D.C. area. A uh, shot was fired through the window of a Michael's craft store. They must have had something against Michael's cause- that wasn't that ain't the only time that happened. No, that was there a was like two times. or three of them yeah. like that. Um, in Aspen Hill, Maryland, it barely missed a cashier. And an hour later, though, a man was shot and killed outside of a grocery store in the nearby town of Wheaton, uh, Maryland. So, yeah they uh, they were, you know, starting to do this shit now. They had their little system down. Uh the following day four more were shot and killed within the span of two hours and then later that's, that night one more in yeah, Washington. That's,
1: fucking that's so fucked up man. going,
0: dude. I mean I can't imagine the panic. Straight up spree You're hearing this shit killing. on the news, like, what the hell is going on? Uh each of the shootings was done by a single bullet shot from a distance and the killers vanished without a trace. So no yeah, shells, no casing, nothing. No, yeah. nothing.
1: They did eventually find a bullet somewhere, but yeah. They
0: did, and then they started leaving notes, and that's when they started fucking up. Um, Fear was rampant, and the media was going wall-to-wall with the coverage. You can only imagine. Uh, The police chief was doing uh, daily press briefings. Uh, Chief Moose. Was that his name? Yeah, Chief Moose. Yeah, and and he he was was doing his best. He was trying hard, dude. Yeah, I mean, he had to be tripping. Uh, But it was like pissing in the damn wind trying to reassure people that it was all right. You know, people were going nuts, not wanting to leave the house, pulling their kids out of fucking school. You know, I mean, it was pretty crazy. Uh, Kids were kept inside. Not allowed to go to recess at all. Like they had to
1: stay inside. uh, Like they were some of the gas stations and everything. They were putting tarps up around the fucking, like the gas pumps and shit. So you couldn't see the people pumping their gas. Yeah. Um, that's fucked it, yeah it's so fucked up
0: it is it is and the victims again seem so random a woman on a park bench an old man walking home late at night a cab driver a woman vacuuming her car out i mean stuff like that i mean it's just fucked up um and it makes it even more terrifying when the victims seem so varied like that because people don't really know what to expect yeah when people look at
1: like a serial killer or a spree killer or like that there's a certain i guess uh style of person they're going right. after. He these guys just like no. that person that didn't give two fucks.
0: No. And Mohammed said like, you know, he wanted to build the escalate the the terror. So he was saying shit like, you know, we'll kill a, a five a, people a, a, a kid We'll kill a kid and then when when they're freaking out about that, we'll kill a pregnant woman and we'll do this and we'll do that. And apparently later Malvo told, I'm not sure who it was, that uh, that was the one killing he refused to do was the pregnant woman. There was one he wanted him to kill, and he said, no, I don't have the shot, and he didn't want to do it. So, yeah, I mean, even he fucking drew the line at some fucking point. Um, But it was fucked up. I mean, you know, police trying to figure it out, not much to go on. Um, Started to get people mentioned. You know, they saw a white box truck, and then later... The blue caprice started coming up in the reports. Yeah, that was his. Uh, his
1: uh, friend in Washington said that mm-hmm. that he knew who he thought he knew who it was, and his uh, his whole report got like lost in the files and everything.
0: Yeah, that was fucking crazy because that one dude like the, his. That he knew, I think it was one of his army buddies.
1: Yeah, out in Washington State, not Washington D.C. Right, yeah. right.
0: But he was like, "Yeah, I think I know who this is." You know, yeah, and he, up. he
1: told him, "He's like, I'm pretty sure I know who this is." And right. His, for some reason, his report or whatever just got lost. Yeah, that's which is some one of the weird thing that happens with these fucking. shit I know. It's like, like why? How do you not? <laughs> right. But I mean, they were getting in all kinds of fucking calls and everything. Right.
0: Like thousands of them. Sure. Sure, but still, it just seems unbelievable. Now, Muhammad and Malvo started to widen the scope of their territory. They took a two- or three-day break between the killings, and they started to move into Virginia. October 4th, a middle-aged housewife uh, shot and killed in a Michaels parking lot again. This town name fucking cracks me up. Spotsylvania? Spotsylvania. I mean what the fuck man like <laughs> who the fuck would want to live in a town that called that it just I don't know sounds yeah. fucking awful uh in Virginia so but they have a Michaels in Spotsylvania yes, so that's it, one yeah. thing uh, three days later, they shot and killed a 13 year old boy. Now this gets fucked and, up. Yeah,
1: that's when the shit like yeah, like that uh, chief moves the cop. He was he was like literally crying on camera right. and shit. Yeah,
0: it broke him up, man. And this kid's aunt was the one that had taken him to school. She was a nurse, rushed him to the hospital. Nothing they, they could couldn't save him, man. It was fucked up. Um, at this crime, they found a shell casing and a death tarot card. With the phrase, call me God inscribed on the front and for you, Mr. Police, on the back. So now they start getting a little cocky, starting to leave some shit behind. This is when you fuck up. This is when they were fucking it up. He started really losing it. Um, had a God comp- complex big time. Uh, there were also instructions to not release it to the press, which of course happened. So that just got them all fucking pissed yeah. off. And on October 9th and 11th, two more victims, uh, both pumping gas at different gas stations. Uh, Then on October 14th, a woman who worked for the FBI was shot and killed in a parking lot of a Home Depot. A person, uh, they had a person that claimed to see it. But later found out the motherfucker was lying and he got arrested for interfering. I mean, really, why would you, you probably should get arrested? For why would thing? you do some stupid shit like that? I mean, God damn, you know, these people are they're trying to fucking catch this dude. And you're just, I guess, for attention, wanting to fucking make it sound like, you know, you knew what happened or saw something. And that's just bogus. Uh, October nineteenth, the guy was shot outside of Ponderosa. I miss Ponderosa, man. That was a fucking <laughs> bomb, dude. Love that shit. Uh, in Virginia, but survived his injuries. Uh, on October twenty-first, two guys were arrested in a box truck, but turned out to be illegal immigrants. Talk about unlucky. Yeah, like and we're they not got even their ass They got turned over to ICE and got deported. So, like, Fuck. all man. because. You're in a white box off. truck. Like,
1: dude, I'm just doing my business. So yeah, I'm we- working, motherfucker. You <laughs> know,
0: leave me alone. Uh, the following day, a bus driver was shot on the steps of his bus and Helpful later yeah, getting died. Getting ready to start his route. How fucked up is that? This
1: guy's just, that is fucked guy up. guy fucking just tried to get on his bus. Fuck right.
0: Me. Can't be making a whole lot of money. It's like, really, dude? Uh, police get a letter from the shooter saying, your, chi- your children are not safe anywhere and anytime. So this really ramps up the terror factor and people are freaking the fuck out
1: i mean yeah nobody wants that shit going on
0: no i mean you start talking about kids
1: after you already shot a 13 year old just trying to go to school fucking and now you're talking about none of your kids are safe nobody wants to hear that shit
0: no not at all now on october 21st this is kind of crazy that a tree stump in Tacoma, Washington, is discovered through some. Inf- well, that was that
1: picked. was his friend that I was talking about that right. made the report. He said that oh, they were right. They were both out in the backyard shooting, shooting at like yes, practicing. you are correct. Yeah, they were out there back, and he showed him. He's like, "This is where they practice shot at all yeah. the time."
0: So they took the stump back and and used it to uh, to analyze the bullets and yeah. the, and all that. And they were the same kind of rounds
1: that mm-hmm. been being used,
0: right. Um, America's Most Wanted did a show on them. A series of columns written by Jason Blair in the New York Times were found to be false, leading two of the paper's editors to resign in shame. So I'm like, what the fuck with that? Yeah, it's fucked up. Many gas stations, as you mentioned, were putting up tarps to protect people from being seen by any snipers. Tourist attractions in D.C. were either closed or very, you know, heightened security limited hours that sort of thing uh, white box trucks and vans were very suspect and stopped by police often so they were just really grasping at straws man just you know?
1: like the illegal immigrants dude could you imagine though if for some reason you got pulled over <laughs> say you had like uh maybe some alcohol that's not supposed to cross the border right maybe you're going to get some moonshine and you're in a white box truck in a white box truck <laughs> you got a case of
0: moonshine yeah. like
1: damn it motherfuckers <laughs> i'm yeah. just bootlegging over here you're exactly. taking lives asshole right right
0: <laughs> man i fucked up by buying the white box truck um now the police figured out that muhammad's ex-wife had moved the, the D.C. area, and that's when they started to figure out the motive. Um, his real intentions were really to kill her. But wanted to make it look like it was just one of the straight whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, his plan pretty devious. You know, He's thinking, if I kill enough quote-unquote random people... If I shoot her the same way, then nobody's going to put them together, and they're just going yeah, to just be just mixed one in with this
1: group. And once she's dead, kill a couple yeah, more. Yeah, I swoop stop. in.
0: I swoop in as as the the grieving Making father. father and, yes, I need my bam. kids.
1: That sucks. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. I mean, pretty fucked up. Um, now, I did read some things that definitely backed that up. He was very disgruntled about losing the kids and the ex moving away to Maryland from Washington State. That's all the way across the fucking country, though, man. Big time. He was like, fucking fuck, pissed. You know, my
1: kids' mom freaking took off all the way across the country. I'd be, i i, I I'd be fucking pissed, dude. I don't know. Well, if yeah, I'd anybody go to that measure, but anybody I'd be would fucking be. be. Well, of pissed. course,
0: of course. But you know, anybody would be upset. Um, and so that's what they think he was after was getting the kids back in a pretty fucked up sort of way. Um, and that's what a lot of people think when he snapped was when he found out that she was awarded legally full custody. And so he just lost it. So now on October 24th, the shooter spree was over for good. Now, this one is crazy. Um, In the uh, in the uh, Blue Caprice movie, a woman at the truck at the rest. It was stop a dude, though. Was it a dude? Yeah, it was a dude. I can't remember what his name was. He saw was. the car. He calls it in. Right. And the cops, like, completely they used the semi at one end to block yeah. off it because yeah, so he were, couldn't get out.
1: Yeah, they were sleeping in the motherfucker. They yeah. straight Like you said, they straight up got caught sleeping.
0: Big time. And the cop comes up, and he's like, you know, uh, he wakes Muhammad up, and he rolls the window down. Of course, you know, some of this, I'm sure, is dramatized a little bit. But it was cool the way they did it in the movie, because he's like, you know, you can't be sleeping here at this rest stop you're not allowed to sleep uh you need to go and he's like who's that in the back seat and he's like oh that's my son yeah i picked him up at camp or something like that cop's like all right and he's like thanks officer you know and so he's like the cop walks away from the car but as he walks away runs his finger along the uh the the trunk trunk lid and he stops at the hole and he feels that there's that right, hole, there. The hole there yeah yeah so he calmly walks back to his car and he gets on the radio and he goes it's him and then the fucking hell fucking rains down on it man they were all yeah. over him. the
1: the documentary they they pretty much like you said the dude was uh, on his way home from work and he stopped at the rest area and knew what he was looking for Yeah. blue caprice the new jersey plates yep so he rolls he sees his blue caprice sees the new jersey plates he called 911 and they showed up and they were asleep and like uh, they said, <laughs> uh, Muhammad was fucking, just had a look of fucking anger on his face, just oh, yeah. super pissed. Oh, sure. And freaking um, Malav, I can't say his Malvo. Malvo. God damn it. Why am I so fucking <laughs> stupid with that? Uh, but yeah, he's just like sweating like a motherfucker and it was October, so it wasn't like it was super hot outside. It was, right. it was cool. So they knew it was done with.
0: Oh yeah, they knew and they caught him with the uh, Bushmaster 223 rifle uh was possibly used in 14 of the murders. It had a high powered scope on it and was effective up to 300 meters, which is nearly about 1000 feet. So, definitely a sniper type weapon um you know, at shorter range cuz the those some of those some of those sniper, sniper rifles, rifles go for a mile, dude, yeah. or more. So this is, you know, 300 meters. When I was in basic, that was the furthest target we shot at with the M16. And the M16 and the Bushmaster shoot the same round. So pretty similar. So, yeah, I mean, it's far, but it's not like crazy far. Um, the police found uh, the trunk of the Caprice was the, modified as what they call a rolling sniper's nest that's a great name isn't it that's another (laughs) good that's another good band name rolling snipers that is a good fucking band name with a back uh seat that would pull out and uh, allow access into the trunk very easily you could lay in the prone position and shoot out of a small hole that they drilled in the back by the license plate
1: now i don't remember any of the pictures of the guns offhand did it have a fucking scope on it or were they using fucking iron sights
0: no they were using a scope
1: so how big was that hole then to it be was able pretty to pretty good size man all right yeah because i mean the scope's gonna sit pretty high on top i know of the i wondered the, the gun, same thing man. so like because they didn't do they never... them all
0: from the trunk there were some that he was not in the trunk right but But a lot of them were in dc
1: like the pictures of the hole i seen it just looked like big enough for the barrel to go out. i'm like how are you seeing through the scope on that
0: yeah unless they just use sights i mean i don't know right it's very possible because in in basic we didn't have scopes and we were shooting 300 meter targets right through
1: the irons yeah
0: yeah so there's no reason they couldn't have just used the the sights on the on the weapon um But on the outside, the hole was covered with a piece of duct tape. So uh, when they were found in the rest area, the cop confirmed it and then called and told everybody, uh, yep, this is them, and then that was it. They got fucking busted. They were finally fucking caught. And I'm sure a lot of people breathe a fucking sigh of relief over that shit. Now, in prison, uh, Malvo made many statements about terrorism and Allah, but after checking it out, the police felt it was all bogus. Uh, at Mohammed's trial, Malvo testified that the purpose of the shootings was to kidnap uh, children to extort money from the government and that they were going to train kids in camps in Canada. Yeah,
1: they were going to try and do that to, like, to terrorize get other groups to go and basically the same thing right
0: he, muhammad wanted to find like an army of malvoes basically yeah. kids oh, yeah we'll go that with he that he could yeah. train just like he did with malvo show to teach him how to shoot teach him get how him how to in good physical hidden. condition and then do some crazy shit um muhammad apparently had gotten malvo to convert to islam in 2001 but i don't know if anything really ties to that however Malvo yeah. was very driven to creating chaos which of course is basically what terrorism is. Um his plan was to keep escalating the killings and possibly start using explosives along with the attacks. I know there was one where he wanted to kill a cop and then he wanted to set explosives at the funeral Knowing I there'd be a bunch of cops that. there yes, and kill yes. them all,
1: I, I do remember that.
0: So he was definitely doing some terrorist-style planning, which is some fucking like that thought pattern, though. Totally kill
1: a cop and then set explosives yeah, at the funeral. I do, That's now that fucked. you mentioned
0: that, I do remember that. Yeah. So I mean, it's pretty crazy shit what he had in mind. Um, so who knows if the you know the uh, Islam had anything to do with it? If he yeah. was radicalized, I don't know. Um, but it seemed like he was very influenced by a lot of that stuff, especially since he converted Malvo in 2001, which of course was the 9-11. Right. So, yeah. So, so and everybody's we don't know all
1: freaked out about 9-11 still. Oh, sure. To this day, let alone a year after. So like, right. People are going to come up with things even if it was, wasn't true, but who knows?
0: Exactly. Now there were trials for both of them in Virginia and Maryland. Uh Muhammad's plan was unveiled that he wanted to kill a certain number of white people every day for 30 days as phase 1, and then in phase 2 was a series of murders he wanted to do in Baltimore involving the police, we talked about that the and the woman pregnant had. woman. Uh he also wanted to kill a police officer then plant the bombs like we talked about. So his plan was just unveiled in the in court kind of unraveled and pretty this, hard to yeah, this is
1: what we were gonna do but you guys caught us so i guess i'll tell you and uh malvo like at first he didn't even talk shit after he got arrested he was quiet for like three days i think it was didn't say anything
0: yeah he still seems to be a pretty quiet and reserved type of type of guy yeah now muhammad got the death penalty no shit right uh, and was executed November tenth, two thousand nine, in Girat, Virginia, by lethal injection. Uh, Malvo was given a life sentence without parole, but then was later given only life due to some Supreme Court ruling about him being a minor uh, at the time of the and crime. And that was just like within the last. That was not that, a couple, three couple, years ago. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, and he was given multiple life sentences in two states, so really he's not going anywhere. No, he ain't going fucking nowhere. No.
1: Like, your sentence may be reduced, but you're still yeah. not fucking... Yeah,
0: he's not going anywhere, he's he's there. Um, so there you have it, uh, pretty crazy uh, story about these two fucking whack jobs uh, definitely a fucked up, you know, fall of 2002 in that area with that shit going on. Can't even imagine it. Uh, definitely, like I, said, I
1: remember like uh, we when we moved down to Mobile, Alabama. It was like right after this because Cole was Cole was literally still a baby, and uh, I remember it still being on the news and shit. Yeah, and I didn't really hear. I don't remember hearing about it here. in where we're at now but when right. we got down there because it's around the area where some of the murders happened it was oh, still sure. a thing so i, I um, vaguely remember that it was cool yeah that's uh that's I mean cool. it wasn't cool but
0: no you know no I, mean. I got you no i remember it happening too but you know when like you said when it's in your area it's much more in tune yeah than uh than than it would have been and then happening right after nine you know a year after nine eleven um you know nine eleven was so dominating in the news for so long and rightfully so that uh probably overshadowed it to some degree on, right. at least on a national level um so definitely fucked up um and you know malvo still you know like we said he still calls him his dad it's kind of fucked up you know refers to him too. as dad he's still he's still locked up he ain't <laughs> going anywhere Um, several documentaries out there on YouTube, uh, the movie I mentioned, Blue Caprice. Now it is a very slow movie. So if you're interested in like all the cool, you know, thinking you're going to see some wicked scenes with the sniping and stuff, that's only about 20 minutes of the movie. Uh, the rest of the movie is about what happens before and how, uh, Muhammad takes him in and kind of grooms him to be what he becomes. Before the killings start happening. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's not a lot of that. Um, I would say two-thirds of the movie is not that. So if that's what you want, it's not for you. But it is uh, very check cool. Out the, check
1: out the docs. I can't remember the name of it. but Yeah, there's a I, bunch. I was checking out the documentaries. I was reading stuff. But the documentary, the one, the one, I wish I could remember the fucking name. I should write this shit down. <laughs> Fuck. The one documentary I watched, it was really super informative. It's got
0: this British dude narrating it, so it's kind of weird. But, but. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I mean, there's some good ones out there. Um, now, the Blue Caprice movie was very factually accurate, according to Slate.com, an article I read from 2013. As a movie, though, like I said, not really exciting, but it was very informative, and I, I really got a lot out of it for this because it helped fill in some of the gaps, made things make a little bit more sense. Um, so if that's what you're into, then go check that out. Um, but you know, uh, there's also a lot of books yeah, there's out there. A bunch there. of books. So about it and shit. Quite a bit of material out there if if you want to learn more about what happened with those two. Now next week we got another fucked up one that you came up with, Chris, and you want to uh, mention what that's all about.
1: Uh, and so next week, we're going to be doing the Red Market. And if anybody doesn't know what the Red Market is, it's basically selling human organs and humans.
0: Yeah, all in other. all
1: forms. It's like the black market, but it's the Red Market because it's all about organ shit. And yeah, blood and blood.
0: organs, and it's fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. And there's a book called The Red Market that I read that's really fucking disturbing
1: right that's the same one that i haven't i haven't read it but i know which one you're talking about that's yeah. the one i told i told yes. you about yeah yeah
0: and there's some stuff too on youtube so if you're interested in checking that out you can do that but right now i'm hearing something in the distance uh what is it that sounds Chris? like a choo-choo train is that what that is must be ck Hell yeah! rolling on in on the <laughs> 920 from danbury so we'll be that'll be going. fuck yeah, yeah. some australian metal man yeah, like a blood, blood, blood duster. Duster, dude fucking the corpse song fucking yeah, yeah. great i want to fuck a corpse <laughs> <laughs> oh That's i want you to get the fuck away from me <laughs> 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 we got ck here doing some metal what's up ck what's up we're just throwing the fuck down man we've been talking, Ooh, talking about some
1: uh dc snipers yeah
0: dc snipers hardcore shooting them up and uh just mass fucking murder cross-country shit so so we like are fun coming out of that <laughs> yeah rolling in the yeah. metal and uh you are gonna lay down some shit what do you got for us
2: um sabotage tonight nice oh, yeah, all right cool uh sabotage um Formed like in 1979 as Avatar by the um, Olivia brothers, John and Chris. Um, the first time I knew of them, I have a I, I my buddy Joe lives in Florida. He um, called me up one Saturday. And he goes, "Dude, I got a fucking tape coming to you that I that I tape for you of this band called Savatage. You're gonna fucking flip." Um, it was their first album, Silence, which at that time was was released regionally on Par Records. So you could only get it in Florida. Unfortunately, he tried to get me a copy, but he, he was only able to get one copy of it on, on vinyl, which is a funny story, which I'll get to later. Um, but um, he sent me a, a, a recorded version of it on, on blank tape, and I was, I was like, holy shit, these guys are awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, they're a traditional, I guess, I guess you call it a traditional metal band. Um, as I said, the, the first album came out in um, 1983 it was 84 um, or 83 uh, Sirens eventually was uh, picked up by Combat Records who released it um, throughout the um, North, throughout North America um, shortly they were signed to Atlantic Records and put out um, a phenomenal a phenomenal album called um God, my brain I, I'm having a fucking brain fart right now. <laughs>
1: chemo Holy brain. Shit. Chemo I was gonna say is yeah, it, is it it is his a new chemo in?
2: brain. I did start a new chemo drug, so um yeah, they put out an eighty five Power of the Night. Um a great fucking power metal album. Was just phenomenal. And um I was jamming that thing, like, all the time, and I was telling everybody about these guys. And, um, unfortunately, in 1986, they put out an album called Fight for the Rock, which, um, was not that good, unfortunately. It actually, was, uh, it was pretty bad. Right. Um, from From what I understand, the um, record label got, the, got their hands on the band and, um, Kind put, of forced them to. I
1: was gonna say, put their influence into what they were doing.
2: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, they um, because I'm because at that time they were young guys. You know, on a major label, and they're probably you know, green to the whole thing. So they put out Fight for the Rock, which when I bought it, I was like, Holy shit, they're done. This band is fucking done. Pretty much it one was, and done it, is what you were yeah, thinking. That
0: sucks when that happens.
2: Yeah, and it was and and. They go on years later. They they called it "Fight for the Nightmare" because they they didn't like it at all either. Oh wow! Um, but um, they put that out, and in eighty seven they put out "Hall of the Mountain King." And I remember when it came out, I I was hesitant about buying it. I didn't even buy it right away. I think it was like three or four months after it came out, I bought it. And the only reason why I bought it was I heard. Um, they had a video for twenty four hours from the album, and um, I saw the video. I was like, "Holy shit! Sabotage is back,
0: right. and they were
2: back with a vengeance." Yeah, I mean, that
0: album is like the one, isn't it? The one you know when you talk it, to people that really dig it. You know, from way back when.
2: Yeah, the, the, the next three albums were really within that time frame. Where um, those were the albums, um. And Hall of the Mountain King was the first album produced by um what would become their pretty much their mentor and producer Paul Neal, um, who later in the story will be a big um big a bigger story because um what I'm gonna allude to is at one point everybody's gonna know what, what what's gonna come up after when I mention and who they are and what i'll allude to but i'm not going to mention it right now um they toured behind that album. they um opened for dio i remember um yeah they opened for dio and megadeth um that during the last um um oh crap what album was that by dio um damn it
0: Hey
1: man, what's up with your knowledge, man? <laughs> no, it's,
2: fuck you. The
0: posergeist may be over there sapping your energy from you, man.
2: No um, but um they opened for um nineteen eighty seven during the um give me one second, holy shit. This never happens to me.
1: I know, right? No, this doesn't. is this is an oddity right here, man. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah.
2: That will never happen again. Hey, Yeah,
1: at least at least we know now that not everybody's perfect. I was I was <laughs> like oh, like man, this motherfucker, he's a boss. <laughs> Dream <laughs> evil, Dream evil? Evil.
2: The opened for the Dream Evil tour. All right. Um. Yeah, and quickly, in um, 1989, they put out Gutter Ballet, which saw them going more towards a progressive um feel and almost like towards a concept type based thing um at that time and that that album did really well for him and um again they followed that up with um a complete concept album called streets which was the story of uh the rise and fall of of a rock star named dt jesus or um Detox Jesus, or Downtown Jesus. What the fuck is um, that? <laughs> what, wait, what, wait, what the fuck are you talking about right now? <laughs> downtown De- Jesus. <laughs> Detox Jesus? Yeah. What the fuck is that? It, 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 it's the album Streets of Rock Opera. It, 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 it's about uh, a rock star who, um the rise and, rise and fall, and his name was D.T. Jesus.
1: All right, that's fucking okay. crazy. I'll check that shit out.
2: He was called Detox Jesus or or Downtown Jesus, either one. That was his name, and um, that was a, a complete concept album, and it did really, really, really well for him. Um, at that time, that was Chris Olivia's last, or not Chris, John Olivia's last album with him. Um, as as the lead singer, he um broke off and decided to do something different with a band called um Dr. Butcher with a former guitar player named Chris Cafferty. He was in sabotage but he also left. Um, they recruited uh vocalist Zach Stevens who at who has a great voice, a little different than than John Olivia's. Um he has more of a uh, I, I guess more of a rock voice, more of a, a metal voice than than, than than John did. John's voice is starting to get a little, little ragged because um he was also drinking at the time. He was uh, uh, becoming a becoming heavy alcoholic, so his voice was kind of starting to suffer Sounds around that like time. My
0: kind of guy. <laughs> <It's your laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> we should have him on here. <laughs> uh, um,
2: at, at this time, they were still signed to the Atlantic. Um, they recorded Edge of Thorns with um which. Fortunately, would also be the last album with um, Chris Olivia. Um, Chris shortly was killed after that in, a, in an accident. He was killed by a drunk driver. Um, him and his wife were in the accident. He was killed. Um, they decided to forge John without him. Um, 1995 or 1994, they recorded a handful of rain, which um, in reality is really... a uh, uh, uh John Olivia so um he came back he pretty much did all the instrumentals on it he um did drums guitar um everything but the vocals um Alex Skolnick did the lead guitar the all the lead guitar leads on that album Oh nice Yeah uh, it's a killer album um it's a great album um 1995 they got back together. They um, recruited recruited guitarist Al Petrelli. Um, Zach Stevens was, was still in the band. Um, John Olivia was behind the background doing some um, writing. And this next album turn would be the album that would pretty much turn the career upside down. Um, it was an album called Dead Winter Dead.
1: Dead Winter it Dead.
2: Dead Winter Dead. It was about... um. The Bosnian War. All right. And um, had a, a unexpected hit called Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, twelve twenty four, which would lead the way to what uh, every year, every Christmas, this one band is around touring TSO, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That was the start of Trans. Oh, Trans Siberian right. Orchestra. I
0: mentioned that oh, last week. You did week, mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucked up. I didn't realize yeah. that he was involved with that. That's crazy.
2: That that was Paul O'Neill, the producer, and Chris Olivia's um, pretty much their their um, stepchild, as, as you might say. Um, they created it. Um, as you know now, that, that tours all over the place. They actually have an uh, East Coast and a West Coast. Um, troop that that goes out and it's pretty much all sat, people who were in sabotage plus other players um That's
0: fucking cool as fuck. Yeah, there was a guy you know, here from Peoria that was in on that for a while, Bob Moulton. They did a tryout. He was a guitar player on there for I think part of the tour. It's
2: pretty yeah, wicked. Yeah, I think he, I think he was on the East Coast.
0: He's wicked, uh dude from over here, so that's cool.
2: But um they had, you know, they had Scott Jeff Scott Soto as, as a vocalist, um, they've had like Zach Stevens from Sabotage. He, he does vocals. Um, Chris Caffrey, who, um, was, was a rhythm guitarist and, um, Sabotage, he, he takes care of the, um, East coast part of it while Al Petrelli does, um, takes care of the, the West coast part of it. Um, and, and that, that, that thing is huge. You know, it, it Huge and Chris, uh, not Chris I'm um, John Olivia has been known to say that you know he, he he's kind of a little bit offended by it because that is so big and it's basically sabotage, right? You know, and and sab- there's no reason why sabotage should have gone but been should have been as big as 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 TSO. They should have been just as big, but unfortunately, you know that that's the way it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's commercially viable with the Christmas themed stuff. It's huge, you know.
2: You know, and they, and they do do a couple, um, once in a while, they do do a couple of sabotage tunes in it. Um, after that, 1997, they um, put out the Wake of Magellan, which was the last album to be on Atlantic Records. So, you know, they had a pretty good run with Atlantic from um, 85 to 97. Um, so, that, I mean, that was a great album. I, I that's one actually one of my favorite albums by them. Um, then in two thousand one, um, Zach Stevens left. Chris Olivia came back, and he um, did the vocals for um, the last um, "Poets and Men. And ever since then, they've been on a hiatus. They never officially broke up, just but
1: they not, have just been not putting out new work. Just they just kind of just hanging out
2: yeah um they, they did reunite in 2015 for um one off at the whack i believe it's the whacking festival they did a set um but nothing since then there's been rumors that they're going to reunite and um do something but um nothing since then i know um you no, know, Zach Stevens has his own band, Circle to Circle, which um has been around a while, and it's it's, pre- it's pretty you know close to what Sabotage sounds like. Um, John Olivia had has um had his John Olivia's Pain project going. They had a couple albums out. He actually put out a solo album, um, The Final Curtain, in two thousand. I think it was two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen. Put that out. Um. He toured behind that. I was actually supposed to go see them at the Chance, uh, but I had to, I actually had surgery the next day, so I couldn't go. Oh
1: shit! <laughs> Fuck them doctors, but, um, dude. They don't know yeah. what they're talking about.
2: <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know, so this band has been around, you no, know, and they've been a very influential band in Florida, especially in Florida. You know, all the death metal bands. You know, Obituary. Um, Cannibal Corpse.
1: That's what me and Pete were saying earlier. Like, there's a lot of the bands from the Florida area, What, no matter what genre of metal it is. They're like, if it wasn't for sabotage.
0: Yeah, we wouldn't be here, man.
2: Yeah. That's pretty you know, cool. Morbid angel, they don't... They didn't give it all to, you know, sabotage. They're the one that, that, you know, pretty much paved the way for other bands in Florida at the time, right. especially for metal.
3: Right.
2: Um, I would love to see them come back and do something. Um... I know John Olivia ha- has had issues, health issues. Like he had a stroke a-, a couple years ago. Um, as far as I know, he's not doing anything musically at this time. Um, Stevens still has circle to circle. I believe they're recording an album now. Um, and if you're in a sabotage, you should check out these other bands that-, that are related to them. Dr. Butcher, circle to circle, John Olivia's pain. Um, they're all great stuff, especially John Olivia's Pain. Is and what he did is he took basically stuff that his brother had written before he died, demos and stuff, and he recorded them as John Olivia's Pain. That's, oh, that's cool,
1: man. So, so he's t- using his yeah, brother's so, material and making it act, making it music and whatever. Yeah, that's pretty that's, fucking. That's cool. fucking yeah,
2: awesome. Yeah, so he took like ideas that that Chris had and, and brought him the Life and recorded that's them. That's fucking great um, tribute, dude yeah big time you know and and to, and and john has always said that when chris died the heart of the band basically died and um you know he said they put out some good stuff after chris died but it's after that all the, 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 the soul the soul of the band basically left um but um no that's sabotage hopefully they'll um get around to re- reuniting at some point i hope
0: yeah well, that's cool, man. Definitely a, uh, yeah. like to hear about something, uh, you know, different. Uh, maybe some of our listeners aren't real familiar with those guys, so they can check them out. Um,
2: oh, hell yeah. And, and to get back about the original album that, that my buddy Joe had. Yeah. I was bothering him for um, a couple of years. I go, L- let me buy that that Sabotage album from you.
1: You know, goes, I, I've been this, there, dude. Goes, sell me that shit, dude. I've been there. I've been not, there, man.
2: <laughs> now this album is like supposedly worth like four to five hundred bucks. Oh fuck! On, on eBay, it, it's I I, see, I think I've seen it on sale for like three seventy five, four hundred bucks. It's some ridiculous fucking amount of money. Damn, yeah. dude. You know I I kept on t- saying the joke. Don't be fucking buy it off. He goes. Uh, he goes. I'll never sell it to you. Damn. I go, what why not buy the other two albums off you? The original albums. He goes, I'll never sell them to you. But I think it was like three years ago, um, for Christmas, I got a package from him. And that package was the original Sirens album on Par Records. Nice. With the, um, He even had the original Seat stuffed in it.
0: That's fucking cool, man. That's cool. Dude, that's right <laughs> so, up there with your autographed copy of uh, Fire in the Brain, man oh yeah, <laughs> Christ. Fire in the brain, driving me insane, that's, fire in the that's brain. That's
2: fucking horrible. That <laughs> that's,
0: is fucking horrible. That is really bad.
2: <laughs> but, um, yeah, check out Sabotage, you know, TSO, they have, um, four Christmas albums, and I think three, two or three, uh, um, albums that don't relate to Christmas. um, it's different from sabotage it's got a note it's like an a, a orchestra type thing uh it, it's a huge production but um it, it's heavy it, it's good stuff No, um
1: turn is pretty fucking good i mean it's awesome oh yeah. it's fucking
0: from... throw the fuck down i mean yeah. it's it, it's it's definitely takes a lot of fucking skill to be able to play some of that shit definitely and all those guys doing it are fucking amazing so that's that's really cool Um, Speaking of fucking cool, dude, what is the uh, DVD Blu-ray coming out this week, man?
2: None other than King Diamond. Yes. What's
0: the name of it again?
2: Was it Songs from the Dead? I think that's right. Yeah,
0: I advanced ordered it too, but I couldn't remember what the title was. But I got the the CD or the CD-DVD combo, so...
2: Yeah, there's um, there's a there's a couple different um packages on any merch. Yeah, um,
0: that's where I got it. Yeah,
2: and um, my new friend, I think a couple.
0: <laughs> my new friend, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't fucking ones call ones me and thank out. me and shit when like, I work. Okay, you man. wanted promotion, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I did hit them up for that on Facebook. Oh man! And they saw it, but they haven't answered me yet. I told them, I oh, said, no. man, I've been buying the shit out of stuff off your site. Look it up. And I said, and I do a podcast and we'd be all about it, man, if you guys want to do something, you know. Right. So we'll oh, see. Hell yeah. Maybe they'll listen. That'd be awesome, man. Come on, Indy. So yeah, so Indy merch is a good one. Uh, and that's where I ordered mine from too. So that's uh that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Um uh Shawbeck, any local stuff you want to mention? As far as local stuff that I want to mention,
1: I just want everybody to know that. All three, Chalk, Event of Collapse, and Gormonger, are right now all working on new material. They're getting nice. recorded. So nice. it's hopefully going to come out within the next couple of months, depending on the band, what they're doing. But right. they're all working on new material to get recorded. That's awesome. So hopefully yeah, that comes we out some soon. new local metal. Definitely.
0: Here. Got a lot of good shows cooking for 2019, also. So yes. it's going to be killer.
1: And also, I just also wanted to mention that uh, Mashuga and Black Dahlia's murder, hence last week, but they just uh, announced they're going on tour together. I haven't checked the dates yet, but Mashuga and Black Dahlia are going on tour together. And then also, Aborted is doing a North American tour with Kertopsy, Benighted, and uh, Hideous Divinity. Fucking Aborted's so fucking nasty, though. If you haven't heard of Aborted, that's fucking yeah, And Benighted, dude. Holy that's shit! That's old
0: school. Yeah, that's gonna be fucking brutal. Yeah, there's some really good shows coming. Like we were talking last week, that Dying Fetus, White Chapel, yes, and revocation. dude, that's so, gonna be so that's nasty. Be brutal. <laughs> so,
2: so fucking nasty. Uh, David Davidson has a new um, he has a new side project um, coming out with I but um, he's got some coming out soon with a uh, with a project, so it, it should be pretty cool. I I would think
0: nice. All right, well, uh, we've, we've talked about some metal news. Now, we're going to move into uh, the last part of this segment, which, uh, if, if our listeners remember, last week uh, rolled out the first part of the Freddie Frankfurter story. <laughs> and uh, CK, oh, I, I wanted to put this in the metal segment this week because it, it touches on, I wouldn't say maybe necessarily metal, but more rock. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, <laughs> music, part two of Freddie Frankfurter fits in the metal segment this week. And I wanted you to be here firsthand to hear this because you know these stories.
2: Oh, yeah. This, you've been this, itching this, this to get tough. me to
0: do this. So Hold
1: on, dude. Hold on, dude.
0: All
1: right. I'm going to go piss. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, while... I, just, I just don't want to piss my
1: pants laughing,
0: dude. No, that wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be good. So yeah. So while he goes and uh, and takes a piss, I'll I'll kind of mention, like I did last week. You know, I mentioned before we started that uh, this uh, five part uh, story is is based on a real person. Uh, I've changed the name, um, and so. Uh, just to, to not try to intentionally embarrass anybody. And like I mentioned, if the real person, the real Freddie Frankfurter hears this, I hope he understands this is just in fun. Um, I've been poking fun at me, uh, Shawback. I back, po- you, CK, I fun I of mean, myself. Some really nasty ones involving you.
2: I, I I can't get can't get any bad worse than my asking. Awesome no, you know? not at all.
0: So can't, yeah,
2: nobody can take you can't take this shit personally.
0: No, it's all in fun and and really just the fact that you know I experienced this shit firsthand. You know, going through my high school years. Um makes it you know fun and and it's just something to laugh about so certainly no no harm meant uh if the real freddie is listening um it's all been just kind of just goofing around and nothing meant to you know intentionally uh harm anyone just kind of having some fun with it so hopefully freddie understands so so last week, uh, CK, we, we started out, I explained how Freddie was, you know, in, in homeroom and he was telling us, you know, that he was had spent the summer in the French <laughs> Foreign, Foreign Legion. Legion. And his voice, you know, very distinctive voice, I fought in the French Foreign Legion, you know.
2: And, and, and that voice, the voice you do is, is fucking right on. Yeah, because you. you've met right him, so... The
0: fucking You've met him, but we're getting ahead of the story there. But yes, you have met the real Freddie, and so you know what I'm talking about.
2: Now- and 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 this and this part that I'm talking about, this is my introduction because I was a freshman.
0: Oh, okay. Wait, did you say when, freshman when I, when or Frenchman? freshman?
2: And you guys were um, you guys were juniors. So I was a freshman, right? And this is my introduction to hearing about him, and and <laughs> this particular story is what is what i heard first about him yeah these are the ones that
0: most people that have heard about him or that were in school with us at this time would have known him from these things because these were kind of legendary now as i mentioned in the first part freddie had a, a problem with the pathological lying he was constantly fucking weaving these fantastic fucking stories And you couldn't believe a majority of them, but some of them were just so fucking funny because what would really aggravate people about me when I was around him is I would encourage him to tell the stories. (laughs) See, I would egg it on and see other people would get mad at me because they wanted him to just shut the fuck up, you know? Nobody wanted to hear his voice. No. (laughs) And like next part, when we talk about when we work together. Those stories are really funny. But that was really when I did that, was at work, when I I got him talking to somebody new, new employee. So anyway, um, one of the things that everybody that knew Freddie uh, Frankfurter in school was he played guitar. And he used to bring his guitar with him like every day like to school all the to time. school it was an acoustic and he would sit in the hallway and just like strum and so like he knew enough to like fart around on it is what i gathered right. now maybe he was better than that i don't fucking know but he what i do saw know what he is saw just strumming and just just kind of fucking around not really from what it. i
2: remember he, he fucking sucked
0: and that's possible i don't know dude All's I know is he wasn't doing a whole lot. He was doing it for attention, uh, unfortunately. You know, he's just... A lot of dudes picked on him, and he didn't help matters by the way he was. But, you know, I think he just kind of did it to show, like, hey, you know, yeah, I could play a guitar. I
1: got a guitar. Let me go.
0: So the thing with the guitar and, and the reason why we're doing this in the metal segment was some of the fucking claims that he made... <laughs> were fucking legendary, okay. His big thing was, I wrote the song "Smoke on the Water," <laughs> and we're like, "You did what?" You know, like I wrote the song "Smoke on the Water," and we're like,
2: "Richie like, Blackwell ripped them all. dude." Richie like Black. that's not
0: even possible. <laughs> you were born, there. You were three. Now, I googled whatever. it, okay, Chris. I go the He's extra mile. Like I, I am going the extra mile here, okay. I believe Freddie is one year older than me. Okay. So he would have been born so in 66.
2: 66. Smoke on so the water, 72. The water was 72. Oh. So, so, six so he was six. Or six? Yeah. He was
0: six when it came out. I mean. So when he wrote it, he had to have at least been four or five.
1: I mean, if you actually okay. think about the guitar riff, <laughs> I mean, think about the guitar. Riff, dun, dun, dun. I mean, but no, I,
0: I get it. <laughs> so when we were like, when you would challenge him to it, you know, like, right, right. well, dude, you were fucking six years old. Like what? You know? No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, you were. Like, look but at the fucking You know how old dude. you are, right? <laughs> the calculator don't fucking lie. 72 minus 66. Is sick, so fucking what you know, uh, right? And he would fucking just get all pissed off and fucking red in the face, and oh, he'd fucking like You're like want to go down, like throw down over it. <laughs> you know, he was.
2: A... What was the other one? What was the, the other, other one? one was yeah, this
0: one was a little more elaborate. This one was. I was partying with Led Zeppelin. <laughs> get the
1: fuck. Out and of I here. got
0: fucked up. And we wrote the song "Smoke on the Water," or I'm sorry, uh, Stairway, "Stairway to Heaven." Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> I was part of the writing of "Stairway to Heaven." I fell asleep and passed out on the couch. Get when ahead. I go, when I woke up, they were all gone. And they they won't admit <laughs> no, that, that I was there. That's his real story. They don't Jimmy, admit that Jimmy I was
2: Page, there. Jimmy Page ripped me off.
0: Okay. I looked it up, C.K., Stairway to Heaven, 1971, so he would have been five. Five, yeah. Constructing (laughs) that shit. Said he got fucked up and fell asleep or passed out on the couch. I was five years old. I was wasting his fuck. So so Led Zeppelin's partying like a motherfucker with a a (laughs) five-year-old. That's Guitar some, prodigy <laughs> writing
1: some shit. <laughs> That's some R. Kelly and, and,
2: shit. And at that time, Zephyr was like the hard, hardest partying band at the world. Totally, dude. That That's so fucking legendary. Dude.
0: Holy shit. And when you would call him on it, he'd just like, no, I wasn't. No, you, Dude, you were five. Like, come on. <laughs> you know you know, we're the same age, right? Basically. Oh, my God. It was so fucking funny. Well, the the the, the, the final part of this part here that I'm going to end with is a good segue into part 3 which is about our working uh, relationship. Yeah. One day I came to work at the Sycamore and I came into the back room where the owner used to uh grind up the hamburger for the patties. It was yeah. like a it was steak and people. type of place. It's
1: probably people probably probably join some Joe Matheny shit. <laughs> <That's> very possible.
2: <laughs>
0: So, uh, if
2: it is, it's good. It tastes fucking great. Yeah, it's good Fuck stuff.
0: Yeah. So anyway, he was back there one day with Freddie. Okay, I almost slipped and said his real name. He was back there with Freddie, and they were playing like on a boombox, like a, a recording. Right. And I, oh, yeah, I walked exciting. into the fucking back room, and it's cheap trick, like <laughs> live at kon. Okay. All right, all right. It's like a stadium. Fucking. Like yeah. You that. can hear yeah. the
1: fucking crowd. fucking yeah. going to town.
0: So I walk in there and the owner looks at me. He's like, Hey Pete, did you hear Freddie's band? And I'm like, his what? <laughs> he's like his band. Of. And I'm like, this isn't his fucking band. <laughs> this is cheap trick. It's a fucking live album. He's like, no, it's not. Nah, no. no, it's not. I said, Okay. Why don't you tell me where the fuck was your band playing when you did this? (laughs) At a wedding? (laughs)
2: No. <laughs> there's fucking fifty thousand like people
0: at a fucking wedding like listen to that fucking crowd you know you fucking idiot yeah. and he wasn't even playing like one of the more obscure songs it, it was, was like one of the I main to songs me. yeah i yeah. want you to want me <laughs> like fucking... everybody oh in the God, fucking dude. world at that time didn't know, know what it was that cheap trick had that live version of i want you to want me right that's so fucking crazy. Oh, my fucking God. I was like, this is bullshit. And he's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And then the owner's like, you're just jealous. You're just jealous because his band is better than yours. I'm like, he's this not even, even in fucking in a fucking band. band. He fucking Roy Note or Roy, Big Note fucking Roy Clark fucking songbook shit <laughs> in the fucking hallway, okay? He didn't oh, write fucking God. Smoke on the Water, did, did not fucking contribute to, to Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> As a fucking fifth, five, this ain't his fucking band, and that's not his fucking band. That's fucking cheap trick. So fuck you. Uh, (laughs) That shit's
1: funny as fuck. So,
0: dude, yeah, Freddie Frankfurter, that's double F, legendary, double F, legendary for the claims of writing "Smoke on the Water." And Stairway to Heaven. That's good well, stuff. Well, we all
1: thank you for your contributions,
0: sir. That's right. Where would we be without Freddie Frankfurter? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, anyway, CK, I'm glad you were able to stay on through that and end part two of Freddie Frankfurter. Next week, we'll do part three, and it'll be when we work together, which is some even funnier oh, oh stuff. These are fucking great. These stories. are really funny. As a matter of fact, CK, if you remember. When you asked me to start doing this, this is where you wanted me to Begin. focus one, yeah. one specific event from that period. So it's going to be good. It's going to be Every really Every time good.
2: I think of it, I fucking piss myself. I know,
0: dude. It's fucking classic. <laughs> so next week, we'll continue with Freddie Frankfurter. And CK, good to talk. Hell yeah, get brother. Get back on that fucking Danbury train and get home.
2: Fuck yeah. And, and um, next week, I got. Um, we're going to stay in Florida next week. Week. okay all right what you got
0: what do you got next week
2: we're gonna go to the, we're gonna go to the other extreme though we're gonna go do some cannibal corpse nice how can you not do
1: that
0: cannibal corpse? that sounds like fun
2: exactly fuck yeah we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks how can we not yeah do we
0: should corpse? that sounds great so that sounds good ck and uh and- I'm still against
1: both of you guys. I know. I was just I'm Chris, Barnes say that I'm Chris Barnes, man. Chris Barnes versus
0: Corpse Grinder next week. That should be good. Maybe we should do a should special be... cage <laughs> match. I was gonna say that should... would be
1: good. Let's do it. That'd be it. fucking. <laughs>
0: yeah. But Corpse I Grinder know. versus Chris Barnes in, the, in cage, the cage, <laughs> and we'll have the listeners pick the object. That'd be fucking great. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right.
2: His fucking neck is like Corpse Grinder's neck is like dude, a fucking. I
0: know. Oh no, Grinder ain't fucking... even fair.
1: Corpse Grinder kicked Barnes' ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You put them together. Barnes, like, you to
0: get the fucking hair whipping, though. You oh, know, that whiplash I don't, hair. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, CK, good to talk, buddy. Have a good night, bro.
2: All right. Talk to you guys later. All right.
3: This is Ari Lehman, the first Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th, and you are listening to Murder Metal Mayhem.
1: Yeah, so it was nice having CK <laughs> fucking talking with us about a little mayhem during the metal segment, wasn't it?
0: That was, and that Hell was yeah. good to hear Ari Lehman there, Ari. first Jason, Hell plug yeah. in some Murder Metal Mayhem. He was such a good dude. That was so much fun. Yes, it was. All right, well, we are in mayhem right now, and uh, we've got a, a shorter mayhem segment since we did such a much a longer yeah, metal we segment. Added some of the mayhem to metal, yeah, to we kind of merged them. Got to bring
1: med- CK into the picture more than just metal,
0: sometimes. yeah, because that story in particular, because he and I went to school together, so that was kind of fun to bring him in on that. So, we've got a little bit of an update on the studio. I know you guys have been hearing us talk about this kind of off and on.
1: Might get a little repetitive, but once you see it, when it's done, you're going to be like, holy shit, yeah. they weren't fucking around.
0: It's worth the wait, because we have a few little minor things to do inside. we got to get the door put on. A lot of it would
1: be done if it wasn't for the bullshit yeah. weather that we have here. We've been getting Central a lot of snow wood. and
0: ice and shit, and it's made it tough for... Shaw back for you to get over here and get that shit done and so uh, we're trying to get it done we're close uh but one cool thing uh that i ordered for the studio yeah, boy. from our buddy sick rick uh rick fisher of sick rick masks where we got the venom got dominus the venom mask dominus, yeah we ordered the gacy the pogo mask it is so so sick if you've seen freaking
1: if you've seen pricks freaking or pricks ah (laughs) have you seen peace fuck dude have you seen (laughs) peace fucking profile picture it's that one right there when we was at the convention yes fucking uh booth yeah that's That mask right there, he's getting one just like that. And that thing is so fucking nasty. And it's going to be on the wall mount. Yes. And just like the head hanging on the wall. Totally. And it's
0: going to be fucked up. So that's that's going to be wicked. That should be here this week. And I talked to Rick uh, Fisher about doing another interview with us. And he's totally down. So yeah, get him on here pretty quick. Um, So we will be doing some test audio once the door is on. We're gonna do be and able to do some fault. tests. That's my fault. I'm lacking. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, the fucking winter uh, weather hasn't been cooperative either. Uh, but once we get that done, we can do some audio tests to make sure everything sounds good out there because that's important. We want it to sound good. And then once we're good, uh, we've got a plan of hopefully being ready to rock. With uh, second week of February for the Valentine's Day show, yes, which sir. is going to be great yes, sir. on Belle Gunnis, the evil bitch uh, oh, she, from Indiana. She was a fucking psycho. For uh, sure. She
1: lived in Indiana. She was like from where fucking she nothing. was from Europe, but yeah. she moved
0: here and Austria. She, or was something. she was evil. We'll yeah, just say she was evil. She was a mean fucking brutal bitch. So she's going to be our Valentine this year. And so we're hoping if everything goes well, we will be out in the studio by that Horns High Studios. Horns baby. High Studios, so it's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, since we're in the mayhem, I know you told your story. I got a yeah. little, I got a little short one I want to tell, just that literally just happened over the weekend because this is what happens to me in life. <laughs> life is fucking mayhem. So like uh, Friday night was when we got that goddamn uh, snow apocalypse or whatever the fuck they want to call it we didn't even really get a lot of snow a lot of fucking wind big time and it makes drifts everywhere also like my sister stacy she got me one of those things a couple years ago for christmas that ice shield that goes across your windshield yeah
0: yeah i have one of those
1: yeah i got that i'm like oh shit i'm gonna go ahead and cover the windshield on the fucking car right the windshield wiper blades are already folded up that way they're out of the way i start out on the passenger side i hook it on go around to the driver's side and i reach over dude to, to grab it and when i did i fucking slipped in the fucking snow oh shit <laughs> like slipped in the like the like my feet came right out from under me and i fell right into the driver's side fucking goddamn windshield wiper oh. and snapped the entire fucking arm off of it oh my like God. there was no like Oh, I just got to go get a new blade. <laughs> oh, Nothing shit. like that. Snap the entire fucking oh. arm off to where there was like two inches of fucking arm bolted onto it. It was oh so fucked.
0: Oh my fuck. God, dude.
1: Yeah, it was so fucked. I was pissed off,
0: dude. That's very Shawbackian. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that, and that's the mayhem that happens in my life. <laughs> so like, uh, I wake up the next day. I'm like, all right, I'm going to call the fucking, I'm going to call like Advanced Auto or whatever. Advanced right. doesn't sell them. Fucking, uh... I call O'Reillys and they're like, "Yeah, we can order one from the factory, but it's going to cost you 115 bucks." I'm like, "Are you fucking serious oh for God. a goddamn windshield wiper arm?" And they're like, "Yep." Oh, like, all right, cool. Fuck it. So, like, I was like, "I'm going to figure something out." So, I tried JB Welding the motherfucker. Yeah, I'm a redneck. <laughs> JB mother- Weld. Yeah, I'm but- a redneck motherfucker over here. I tried JB Welding. I was like, "Yeah, that ain't going to fucking hold." didn't hold so like should have
0: taken it to pete
1: dude i did i thought about it but the materials made out of i don't think it would have worked
0: oh right but uh
1: i would pete, i would have totally taken it to you but it wouldn't have worked <laughs> fucking uh but uh so like what here's what me and dad it was totally dad's idea here's what we did so we turned the windshield wipers on got him in a total up position and turn it turn the switch off so they stopped there and then we took the passenger side windshield wiper pulled it off and repositioned it down and that way like it was the passenger side windshield wiper was cleaning the whole windshield <laughs> like, like like for real we just repositioned one wiper to clean wow. the whole fucking windshield. It's like all right cool fuck it yeah it's working so then like went and fuck went mom while me and dad's working mom went to the fucking goddamn junkyard found a fucking whole new arm for the driver's side for 26 bucks
0: i was just gonna ask you if you tried to junk as opposed to yeah
1: yeah as opposed to a hundred and fucking fifteen dollars yeah right fuck yeah nice so now it's all good again wow but that that's the kind of shit that happens to me like (laughs) dumb ass shit like that like i'm actually trying to do something like productive like keep the windshield clear and everything right and my ass does some damage that costs fucking money
0: yeah it's
1: fucking bullshit (laughs) now on the plus side i did let my daughter stay up late with me and we built a fucking goddamn snow fort so well that's hell satan There you go, there you go. Well,
0: I think I hear a bell ringing. Do you hear that?
1: Ding-a-ling-dong?
0: Yes, I think that means we got a killer cage match upon us. And uh, who is it that we've got fighting again this week? Uh, Fucking goddamn
1: pussy-ass Menendez brothers,
0: all privileged and shit. Uh, (laughs) A couple of rich rich pukes,
1: fucking boys. Don't know shit. Richard Speck.
0: Richard Speck in his heyday was fucking nasty, man. He, he was pretty brutal, he motherfucker. He kept them
1: girls locked up for a while, and he did. He only got caught because of one. Well, yeah, I won't say he only only got caught because of her, but
0: he would be a good one to do in our in a yeah Speck a was a fucking murder segment because he was fucked up, and then we could talk about his antics later on in in the joint. Oh my god, what he did in the joint <laughs> later on
3: was so. Dude, I don't know which
1: is worse <laughs> in his head. The murders or what he did after yeah. he was in prison. Because like after yeah. what he did in prison is like
0: pretty fucked up. Damn. Yeah. So in his heyday, though, we got Speck versus the two pussy ass Menendez brothers. And they're going to be fighting in the cage till death. So anybody that's not familiar with this, we have two listeners post on Facebook uh two random numbers, one to sixty. And those numbers then represent the two killers and the two objects, and then we fight them to death in a cage. So this week, the objects that they picked, and again, that's Justin Morris and Holly Joe Ziegler for picking the random numbers. Well, thank you. Yes, thank you, guys. Uh, iron, An iron skillet and a can of bug spray. Dude, that could get kind of nasty. All
1: right. The can of bug spray is going to blind a motherfucker well, that's real what I'm saying. fucking quick.
0: So, I mean, even the Pussy Menendez brothers, if yeah, they get, if a, hold they, that, uh, yeah, they get a hold of that, specs. going to get fucked up. Yeah,
1: because he can't see fucking shit. Yeah, and then
0: you get the iron skillet upside the head, man, and it's fucking lights right. out.
1: Because the Men- there's two of
0: them. Right. So one of them is a They're pussies, the but there's still two of them. Yeah. yeah,
1: and they do have a little bit of smart. I mean, Sora kind of got some smarts. They didn't get away with what they wanted to do, killing their parents and shit. Right. But there's two of them. Right. So one of them grabs the can and one of them grabs a the skillet.
0: That could get bad.
1: I, I'm going to go with... I, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Speck just because he's got them man boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: going to go with Speck only because I just can't find it in my heart to fucking pick the two pussy fucking no, rich No, I'm puke. giving the
1: Men- Menendez brothers no. any validity.
0: No, they're no. a bunch of fucking wusses. I think Speck... I think they Speck's just going to overpower him because he, he was pretty strong and I could see him fucking him up.
1: And Speck, Speck killed people because of his mental issues or whatever. The Menendez right. brothers killed their parents over some fucking money like right. some bitches.
0: Totally. Yeah, they were totally all about the inheritance That's and all That's all shit. they
1: wanted. They right. wanted the money. Speck was just like a fucking nut job. Deranged motherfucker. Like he, he was a, le- a legit murderer. These guys just like, I want money, fuck mom and dad.
0: Right. So I I think we're we're in agreement here that Richard Speck would whip both their asses. I got Richard Speck on this one. Big time. So that's uh, good. Next week we 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 kind of talked about this in the metal segment on the fly. And I think it'd be fun. Next week we'll do Chris Barnes <laughs> Chris versus Barnes Corpse, Corpse Grinder, Grinder. in the cage, oh my and god. we'll let you guys pick the object. So that'll be fun. Oh my god! So we'll dude. do Killer Cage <laughs> Match in the metal segment next week. This is so. going to be interesting. Fuck yeah! All right,
1: all right. This is our
3: way of life, and we sleep away, our misery, in our blood-soaked shades. We've left our homes to infect the
1: world, and to teach you all to this day. Deep salt, deep
0: fucking white oh. Chapel, man god i fucking love white Chapel, man yeah that is fucking brutal the saw is the law
1: where we
3: come from the saw is the law <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we were both jamming over here with that shit playing in the background Uh, Speaking of that shit playing in the background, we've got uh, some great bumper music we've played tonight. Obviously, Uh, Whitechapel. Oh, yeah, Whitechapel, Sabotage, War Beast, and Blood Duster. So good stuff tonight. Thanks to everybody listening. We definitely appreciate that, guys. Thank
1: all you glorious people out there. Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's really
0: fucking awesome to hear. Uh, We got some good comments this time. Chris, you want to do the first one?
1: Yes, sir. Andrew Hellman uh, comments, uh, love that Freddie Frankfurter shit. You just can't make some dude like that up. I had a guy like that there. Sorry. I had a guy in school that reminds me of him, but I'm from Florida. Where did that happen? Well, obviously, it's Connecticut.
0: Yeah, Bethel, Connecticut is as far as I'll go with it, Andrew. So. Yeah, yeah. Bethel, Connecticut. Awesome. Samantha Ma- yeah, Smiles, you, uh, that's an interesting name, commented. Every week that killer cage match makes me laugh. I love you guys, so thanks, Samantha. That's cool. We definitely have a good time. Killer cage match is a fun part of the show. Killer
1: cage match is awesome. And anybody listening, like, put in some info like uh, on the like when you hear them. Yeah, throw out some comments like here's my opinion on what right. i thought would happen we'll throw that out there too. yeah like, i think give that's your cool. opinion on what your thoughts your guys' thoughts are give us yeah. your ideas
0: and if you have some good objects we haven't used yet throw yeah, them at, give us, it at man. us and the yeah. killers too we've got some you know plenty that we've been adding trying to keep them fresh so, so anything you guys want to suggest would be killer man so
1: yeah thank you samantha and uh jessica jessica smith said uh I really like the CK segment on Queensryche. I love that, man. I heard a song from the new CD, and it sounds killer. And yeah, the new fucking Queensryche sounds pretty fucking awesome, man.
0: Yeah, they got two songs they've released so far, and it's really good. It's supposed to be an amazing album. I'm really pumped. It comes out March 1st, and then they're going on tour with Fate's Warning. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to see him up in Chicago. You and that. Joey going? Me and Joey are going, that? so it's gonna be great. Uh Jimmy Diggs commented, I heard the episode you guys did on the West Memphis three. I really like the way you did it. It's one I knew a lot about, but I learned stuff hearing you guys talk about it. So that's fucking cool. That, um it's
1: pretty weird that people learn stuff from hearing me <laughs> and like like, wait, you learned something from me? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's that's really cool that Hell you guys yeah, did. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah, that's really cool. We loved uh, that. It was a good episode, I thought.
1: No, I thought it was a really good one, We too. really
0: liked that one. And that's one of the highest ranking episodes on number of listens, too. So that was a popular one we did. Uh, don't forget to go to MurderMetalMayhem.com for the latest. All our episodes in free streaming format. Some killer merch like t-shirts, koozies, and stickers. And you can go to petaltiri.com to purchase one of my books. and get,
1: get Pete's book if you haven't. One of his books. doesn't matter. Get one of them. If you haven't read his shit, it's fucking killer.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. You can find out what I'm doing and all that on there. Uh, you can also go to our Facebook page and check that out on Murder Metal Mayhem. Easy to find. Uh, you can like us there and then follow us, uh, you know, what we're doing. And we post some contests and random things on there, uh, pictures and from the once show. once this
1: weather's not such bullshit and we get the studio going, there'll be a, different things yeah. happen. There will be more video content. That's right. There That's a good be... point.
0: Once we get the studio in place and we're out there, then we're going to be doing a lot more video yeah, there'll stuff. there'll be more so. video
1: stuff. You can see what's going on with the situation.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think you guys will like that. We've got some really good ideas for that. We've also got a really good idea that we talked about tonight that made it a little bit more real. Yeah, um, this is going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> I can't even tell you what it is. Not yet. We it's details. very original. We details. It's very original. And it's going to be so mm-hmm. murder metal mayhem that you won't even fucking believe it. It's going to be awesome. And as soon as we could tell you about it, we will. But it's going to be really kick-ass. And you'll be able to pick up one of them when we get it finished. That's as much as we'll tell you. Um, oh, wait, though. You know, we can't really let them leave without hearing the new karaoke no, song.
1: You know I right, am going to talk to you in my late night sultry voice. <laughs> we cannot let you ladies and gentlemen go away without hearing a little serenade by our one and only Pete Altieri.
0: <laughs> wow, that's a little scary. I don't even know what to say about that. I've been trying I've been trying to tie the karaoke songs into the theme of the show and the feature and so this time, since we had the uh, DC <laughs> Snipers doing the shooting from the from trunk the of the car from the Caprice, I did the best I could with a car-related song, which you got to make sure you listen toward, you the, toward end, the end. You got to Because I do something a little special, so I'll leave it there. And until next time, keep one foot in the gutter. And your are in my mom's ass?
1: The man